Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This is another Off the Line Fantasy Football Podcast episode, episode 40. Again, this is your boy Eugene. I am one of the hosts of the show. You can follow me at, at Fantasy Genes, that's G-E-N-E-S on Twitter. You can follow, follow our official Twitter handle, Off the Line FF. And as always, Ike is the other host of the show. Appreciate you ho- hopping on again. Week one is here, man. I, I'm, yeah. I'm excited, man. Season two of Off the Line begins today, baby. It does. It yeah, man. Today. Yeah, we got our first. We're gonna get our first taste of of real, actual American tackle football tomorrow with the Bills and Rams. I'm gonna have a lot of prop bets going. I'm gonna have a lot of bets. I'm just looking forward to seeing some some, some real life action so we can be done with all these all these takes. The same four or five takes you see on Twitter every single day. We can just stop all that now and, and, yeah, and focus on the focus on the real stuff now. Focus on the real stuff. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, I know some people. I mean, still draft season for some, like yourself. I know you still got another draft. <laughs> one, it's my last one. It's my last one. This is this is draft number twelve of my redraft, uh, redraft teams. But uh, I have about forty others uh, in best ball, 40, 40 plus others in best ball. But yeah, I've been doing a lot of drafting this this summer and you know this early part of fall. So, but hey, it's it's. It's a good time. It's it's great practice. It's you know you get, you've, you've been able to see, you know how a certain player has been valued since the beginning of June until now. For instance, you know Saquon Barkley is is the most glaring example. I drafted him in June in the third round, and now like there was a draft that I had last night with you. As a matter of fact, he went in the first round. Yep. And so yep. that's that's kind of how things kind of shake out throughout the course of the summer as more and more information um, becomes available to us. So yeah, yeah, that's yeah. yeah. Last my my last final draft. I love drafting, but I'm just I'm so glad it's over. <laughs> I'm so glad. Yeah, it's I, I bet. I bet. That's even the, just the the challenge about being in so many leagues not is not managing in season. It's all the drafts that you have to do and man and scheduling time for all the drafts. So yeah. people talk. You know, I always talk to people. You know, in you know, in passing or at work or whatever the case is, and they they ask me how many fantasy leagues you're in, and I was like, oh, you know, about ten or twelve. 10 or 12? Oh, my yep. God. That's so <laughs> yeah. many leagues. Why are you in so many leagues? Like, I, I can't even do two because you're betting against your you're, – you're, you're, you're rooting against other players. It's like, well, it's not that big of a deal. It's just, it's just the drafts. That's it. Yeah, man. Management, it's easier. 
Yeah, man. When you're when you're a DJ like us, you know, you just you betting against the same play. You might have another team. That's just that's just part of the game, man. That's just part of the hustle. So you yeah. you'll be all right. Yep. <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> so for this first episode, what we're gonna do is we're just gonna, you know, we're gonna touch on, you know, the little news and notes of what's been happening around the league before the, you know, before tomorrow. And then we'll just we'll we'll touch on each game and who we feel that might be fantasy relevant for the uh, you know, for the people that are listening. And hopefully, uh, you know, it helps in your decision making of if you want to actually start and sit this player. <laughs> just to even say start and sit, just let you know that we're we're oh, here, man. So, we're here, baby. We're here. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So around the around the uh, the NFL right now, I mean, the first thing I mean, first thing this morning was the Dawson the Dawson Knox, you know, four year extension, fifty three point six million, thirty one million guaranteed. I think that contract makes him what top five paid tight ends in the league. Mm-hmm. Um, just you know, business as usual for Buffalo. Buffalo pays pays their players, man. You, if you produce, you do good. They pay you. Just simple as that. So I mean, it's good business. I think it's very good business for what they did. So what are your thoughts on on, on that Dawson Knight news? Yeah, he's he's a big part of their plans, a big part of their passing game. He's he has a rapport with Josh Allen in the red zone. So this this makes perfect sense for Buffalo lock lock in one of your top weapons uh, in the passing game and you know, he's 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 super athletic. I mean he played on the same team as DK Metcalf, Elijah Moore, all those Ole Miss wide receivers, and yeah. he just kind of got lost in the shuffle. But he's athletic. He, I think he ran like a four five coming out of coming out of college four five four six. Yeah. So he he can get down the field and you know this is a a very very important weapon for that Bills offense. So it was it was definitely good business by the Bills. Locking him yeah. up. Yep, yep. I, I think uh I mean pretty much we got a lot of people injury injury news now. So the first one is Drake London. We I saw a video of him today, you know, doing some drills, uh, you know, trying to recover from the knee injury. They didn't know for sure if he was gonna be uh ready to go for week one. They said they'll make a decision at the end of the week. I believe he hasn't even done any type of practice stuff since mid August. So I, I think it'd be close. I hopefully that teams that drafted him are not depending on him to, you know, if he can't go to, you know, it won't be a hole in your lineup. Yeah. And I think, yeah. So if, if I were to bet, I'd probably say he'd miss week one, just based on everything that I'm hearing and based on the limited, limited amount of practice time he's had since that knee injury. But he, he looked to, he looked to be, be a big part of that offense early on, you know? So I think that's one of the first plays that came was a 25 yard pass to him. And so, yep. and you kind of saw his, you know, his yards after catch ability as well. So it'll be, it'll be tough to not see him in week one. Uh, if you have, if you have Drake London, but hopefully, like you said, if you're not really depending on him to make an immediate impact on your rosters. So you can, it's, he's, he'd be one of those rookies that'll probably get ramped up, uh, by the end of the, maybe the first quarter of the year, maybe by October, he should probably be fully ramped up by then. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Next player, uh, Jalen Waddle. We saw him. Uh, they said that he was kind of limited in practice with the, I believe, a hamstring injury that he's been dealing with. Um, I mean, is it seems like they're all indications that he's going to be ready to go for Week One. So, um, you know, you can you stop sweating and 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 be comfortable in putting him in your lineups for against the Patriots. Speaking of uh, speaking of hamstrings, uh, there was another another hamstring injury. From another path catcher, George Kittle. 
has a hamstring yeah. injury right now. So that's that's he didn't practice today, and that's that's something to keep an eye on. And I know where he was being drafted in a lot of leagues that I was in. A lot of people are, def- are depending on him to be to make an immediate impact. That's not good. <laughs> it's it's no. Wednesday. Usually, the the Wednesday practices are the, the first practice of the week. Um, so yeah, it's I'm I'm not uh yeah I'm not I'm not that optimistic about this you know a hamstring injury this early <laughs> for George Kittle because that's always been his problem is staying healthy. Boys on the field, he's one of the most efficient tight ends in the league that we've ever seen. But you know, health has just been a a huge a huge red flag for him. Um, over the last several years. So that's just yeah. one thing to look at. And his teammates, Elijah Mitchell and Debo Samuel, they're healthy. They're good to go. It looks like they're ready to go in week one, though. So that that that's an encouraging sign for that, uh, you know, on that end. Yeah, and then um, also we saw Deontay Johnson. Uh, I didn't realize he was still dealing with the sh- shoulder injury that he had in week three of the, uh, of the preseason game. And um, from what how he talked, he wasn't committed in, to week one, he was just like, "Well, I mean, we'll just see what happens when we get when we get to the game." So, yeah, uh, that's a little bit of a damper. Um, but I know, I know the uh, the George Pickens hype would would get crazy if we know that Deontay is going to be out for week one. So I can just only imagine imagine the amount of people that might be happy to to see if he's out. So, um, we'll we'll see about that. And the last player that we want to talk about is the one that you've been. You know, kind of shitting on <laughs> since since A Rod's dubbed truth. him as <laughs> dubbed him as wide receiver one, uh, Alan Lazard. Um, you know, the whole he got stepped on and nobody's really saying too much of anything about his status for week one. So, um, I guess if you're really depending on him, hopefully he plays. I mean, I don't know. It just, it just seems weird that nobody's really saying anything about it. But if he can't play, then we already know. Uh, what time it is? Is is Sammy Watkins week one time? Um, you know yeah, he's was, notorious for it. Was Sammy Watkins week one time, regardless of of, of the Lazard, uh, <laughs> in whether whether or not he's in and out. I think it was Sammy Watkins week one, and and if just stay tuned later on, we do have a bold prediction as it pertains to Sammy Watkins for week one. So just keep it locked. <laughs> on that note, let's go ahead and talk about some of these uh, the the team matchups for each team this uh, for each game this week since we got you now we got the full slate on week one. The first mm-hmm. one let's talk about is you know the Thursday night game, the game tomorrow to tomorrow, the Bills versus Rams. You got the over under at fifty two, so we're expecting a Vegas is expecting a lot of points for this one. Uh, you know who who's who's going to stop a Rob and, and Cooper Cup? That's <laughs> there's no 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 Traverius White this week because he's still recovered from the ACL injury. Um, <laughs> I don't. Yeah, I, and the fact is, like the Bills are favored in this game, which I, I think they're still favored minus two and a half. And the Rams getting points as a defending champion. A defending champion is fourteen and three on Thursday night in the last seventeen games. So their Rams money line seems like <laughs> seems like a pretty good bet. Seems like a pretty good bet. And yeah, to, to your point, who's going to stop Cooper Cup, Allen Robinson? That passing game is just going to flow through those two guys, right? Because Van Jefferson has been ruled out, and you don't know who's going to be the third receiver behind, you know, behind Robinson, behind Cup. Maybe Ben Ben Stronich, Stronich, however you say his name. Brickens. Yes, and then but they had they had a guy they got they had a guy in preseason who was doing well. I think I can't remember his name. Um, the the uh, name escapes me. Shit. Uh, 
I know who you're talking about. I can't think of his name either, but Maybe he uh, might have an impact. Uh, yeah, knows? but it's not anybody who's going to be fantasy relevant. You're not. You, yeah. You're not. You're not going to want to start him in your lineups. The other person yeah. for pass catching wise would be with Tyler Higby for sure. Tyler Higby. Uh, yeah, and then you have the two running backs, Akers and Henderson. That's that's another thing to watch. Are 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 they? Are, is it going to be a, a committee like people are suggesting, or is it just going to go back to Sean McVay's tendencies of leaning on just one guy? And I know he's been he came out maybe a couple of weeks ago, maybe a month ago, saying, "Oh, we have two we have two starting running backs." But you know he's been on record of saying that before. He said that before, and what did he do? He leaned on one guy. And so yeah. I, until until he changed until he actually means what he says and deploys a committee. I'm just gonna assume, and, and it's 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 really safe to assume that Cam Akers is the lead guy until yeah. you know lead elite. He's the lead guy until Henderson or and then Henderson will will spell him here and there. But until until we see actually see it play on the field, that's that's the the assumption you should operate with. I mean, that's yeah. just my. I mean, honestly, that's how that's how it should go. <laughs> yeah, it should it should go that way. Um, you know, I like Henderson, but. Like you said, I'm not sure if I want to just if I have a flex spot, do I want to deploy him and be confident in that? Because I don't know, truly don't know how this is going to go. Uh, Akers is fully removed from from the Achilles uh, injury. We saw them split during the Super Bowl, during the playoff run because he was trying to recover. So, I mean, with the full, you know, full pre uh, preseason, full offseason to recover, I'm not sure if I want to, you know, just be confident in starting Henderson. But to get to the other side of the ball, the Bills, uh, you know, a lot of people are hyped up about, you know, the prospects of Gabe Davis. Uh, I know Isaiah McKenzie, he's, he's been – he looks like he's going to be fully a full goal for, for the game tomorrow. I think that's one position, that slot position for the Bills that people have been waiting on. Do we want to start McKenzie? Do we want to start Crowder? I mean, I would lean McKenzie if, he, if he's a full goal. Like it seems like I, I would be confident in, in playing McKenzie. If you need him, I would I would look to play him just because we've seen we've seen the last time that the Rams and the Bills played, Cole Beasley went for seven for a hundred yards or something six for a hundred yards, something like that. They couldn't cover the the, the slot. Uh, and yeah. we know the Rams, they like playing that 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 cover two shell kind of, you know, bend don't break defense. So and then and on top of that, you know, uh Stephon Diggs, I don't that goes without saying about how good of a player he is. We'll see if if he gets shadowed by uh, Jalen Ramsey, but I expect I expect the Bills' offense to be pretty good in this. Even if even if we think that they're not going to win the game, but they should be able to move the ball. Uh, in my in my opinion, yeah. And I'm looking. I, I I feel like that Isaiah McKenzie anytime touchdown. I I think I I think I like that. I think I like that. It's plus three fifty, plus three fifty for Isaiah McKenzie anytime touchdown. So you know hmm. the, the the slot guy for Buffalo. It's going to get a lot of looks in this game, in my opinion. So it, it's, it's you know, this is a really, really good odds for him. And I, I think I'm going to take that for tomorrow night. And I think he's yeah. going to get the end zone. Yeah. So basically, be confident starting everybody that a main piece of each offense. Uh, if you feel just a little bit spicy, I, I would I would even be confident in starting Isaiah McKenzie. So um, yep. everybody's a, a full go for this game. What, what game you want to touch on now? Let's go with the uh, the next one, the Chicago Bears and the and the Forty Niners. Um, it's going to be a pretty slow game, I, I believe. You know, the Forty Niners don't don't run don't run a very very fast paced offense, and then the over under is only forty one and a half. 
So or forty and a half. So Vegas expects this this game to be you know a lot a lot of running, a lot of slow pace play, but it's led by two quarterbacks that are Konami code quarterbacks, uh, Trey Lance, and Justin Fields. And so you know, in, you know, Trey Lance is getting his first taste of well, this will be this will be his first um, first full season as a starter. Hopefully, they don't pull him in, in favor of Jimmy G at any point. But you know, this is his team now. This is a team. The, the expectations are high. They were in the NFC Championship game last year. But you know he did lead all fantasy quarterbacks last year in fantasy points per dropback. So he he's going to he, he's gonna he's gonna get points. He is surrounded by some, some some solid weapons, a solid running game. You know we'll wait to see what happens with George Kittle in in his hamstring injury. But he's you know he 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 set up pretty well. And Justin Fields on the other hand, not as much, not so much. <laughs> the, the setup is not as not as favorable as it is for Trey Lance. Um, you know, he, he does have a shaky offensive line, but they, they did try to at least make, make some, make some improvements or at least they attempted to make some improves, improvements this off season. But the one thing that I was kind of encouraged by this, you know, this preseason was how they were running, how they were running their offense. So like they had Justin Fields on a lot of bootlegs. They had a lot of pre-snap motion. They were not ha- They didn't have, you know, a, a bunch of, you know, arc, you know, archaic, you know, concepts like they did with the Matt Nagy offense last year. So if if that's any indication of what to expect in 2022, I, I kind of like Justin Fields' prospects, especially a guy with that big of an arm, that mobile, you know, and, you know, towards the end, and the to close to the 2021 season, you know, the, the, his last four healthy starts, he was a QB1. And so yeah. that's that's one thing that I can, you know, that we can confident, we, we can have, so we, that, that can instill some confidence in us with Justin Fields. So uh, what are you, what are your thoughts on this game? Um, so like you said, you know, looking at the over under at, you know, 41 and a half, 40, 40 and a half, depending on where you're looking at in terms of in, is in that range, depending on where you're looking at. Um, like you said, it's two Konami code quarterbacks. So uh, you can feel okay about starting, but you can feel decently in starting both of those. Once you start getting, talking about the, you know, the pass catchers and the running backs, uh, for the Chicago side, I mean, you're going to start Daniel Mooney because um, yep. he's the number one. San Francisco's secondary is not going to be that good this year from, I mean, w- what we've seen in terms of who they got there and what what, I, what we kind of saw in preseason. So I don't really feel too confident in that secondary. So I wouldn't feel too pressed about not starting uh, Mooney. Uh, you know, commit if you have to. He's cool. Uh, but the offensive line is is – it's, it's trouble. So you got a <laughs> you got a front four in, in San Francisco that can get to the quarterback and and stop the run. So I would be very wary about you know starting either one of those running backs in the backfield, uh, in my opinion. In a um, note, on, a real quick on a note, a note about the offensive line for the Bears. They I think they're starting a fifth round rookie, um, and mm-hmm. his I think his assignment is Nick Bosa or Nick Bosa is going to be lined up across with him. So that that's going to the league. That's going to be some. Pro- that's going to be problematic for uh, for for that offensive line. But hopefully, you know, Fields can you know can can, can evade <laughs> can evade a lot of the rush and because <laughs> we we we're we're under the the impression that he's probably going to be running for his life in this game. <laughs> but hopefully, yeah. that leads to fantasy points. <laughs> yeah, hopefully. yeah. Let's hope. I and mean, on San Francisco side, you know, like we said, like I said in the offset, that you can start Trey Lance with confidence. This is. I mean, if you have them on your team, this is what you this is what you you bought into, man. Like you're you're locked in. So 
you're playing on. Uh, the the running back situation, uh, Elijah Mitchell. I mean, you can start him with confidence. I know the Bears. I believe they're missing both their starting DTs for this first mm-hmm. game. I believe so. I mean, I don't. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't feel any type type of hesitancy in starting uh, Elijah Moore. Uh, now the pass catchers. Yeah, Elijah Mitchell. Um, the pass catchers. Uh, you know, Debo. We expect him to you know to get his. Ayuk, um, I know a lot of people are high on Ayuk because of what we've seen, the connection between uh, Lance and, and Lance and him in the preseason. Um, so you could start him, but I mean, once you start trying to add Kittle, who who we don't really know if he's fully healthy or not. I mean, I, 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 from the reports that I know, we expect him to you know pass block more because their offensive line isn't as good as it has been in previous seasons. So they were terrible um, in the preseason. Yeah, so. I expect him to be blocking a little bit more and it's going to cut from his production. So um, I think the top two pass catchers that I, you can, and, and Samuel, you can start, you can start with confidence in this game. Uh, the next team we want to hit on or the next game is the Browns and the Panthers. Uh, this game is also supposed to be a kind of a low scoring game at 42 for the over under. We got Baker versus his old team, the Browns. So you already know the, uh, the, the narrative there is that he he's going to want to put on a show to show him why you, you shouldn't have gotten rid of me for 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 uh, <laughs> for Captain Scumbag and Deshaun Watson. Uh, I, I, we'll see. I know the 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 Panthers' offensive line has improved, but still, I don't think it's that good. Still, so we'll we'll see. Um, yeah. And then you also got you got DJ Moore versus the Brown corners. That should be an interesting matchup because the Browns, their secondaries, their corners specifically are pretty good. You got. You got Ward on one yeah, side, Ward. and then you got, and then you, I mean, Greedy Williams. He's, he's Greedy, right, but, <laughs> but it, it should be an interesting matchup with that. Um, and then another note on the uh, on on the uh, Panther side, you know, CMC he he's he's healthy. So as you know, when he's playing at least 50, 55 percent of the snaps, he's he's going crazy. So as long as he doesn't get hurt, fingers crossed, uh, we expect big things from him. So you can start, you can start, you can start DJ Moore. CMC with, with with good confidence in this game, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, look, if if Christian McCaffrey does not get hurt, he's going to break fantasy football anytime he's on the field. That that's just that's just what it is. That's just what it is. So, and you know, week one, he's probably going to go for about a thirty piece, couple touchdowns. <laughs> that I mean, that's that's just that's just what he does. It doesn't matter the defense. His last his last eight healthy games, he's averaging twenty six fantasy points per game. Like that, I mean, that's fantasy football cheat code, fantasy football cheat code. And, you know, just just for context, you know, Jonathan Taylor, who was the who's the RB1 last year, the RB1 overall last year, only averaged around 22 fantasy points per game. And so, and, you know, a lot of people are, you know, not drafting Christian McCaffrey, you know, at the one-on-one this summer and this fall because of they're just, he's just going to get hurt again. But, you know, you know, you, you pass on Christian McCaffrey, you're passing on somebody who's just going to basically win your league single-handedly. And anytime I had the number one pick, I took Christian McCaffrey because <laughs> I ain't playing no yep. games. <laughs> yeah, I ain't, I ain't playing, playing those games no either. I ain't yeah. playing those games. So, um, but on the Brown side, I mean, they have Jacoby Brissett filling in the quarterback for the next 12 games or 11. Is it, was it 11 games? Or 12 it's, games? it's 11 games. 11 yeah. games. The next 11 games um, while Deshaun Watson uh, serves his suspension. Yeah, I don't. Uh, I'm not overly high on this pass catcher. These, these pass catchers. I mean, Amari Cooper will probably will, is the de facto number one receiver, and then David David Njoku 
um, is is an every down player. I mean, he's been playing. You know, he's he's not rotating in with with Harrison Bryant or any other tight end. And so that's an encouraging sign for David Njoku, which is why he was one of the one of the late round tight end sleepers uh, across the fantasy community uh, this fall. So and that, and that's pretty spot on. And so you know, Amari Cooper, David Njoku, and, and the running game with Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. Uh, Nick Chubb should still continue to see his his volume, but I'm interested in seeing like what what um, how they're going to deploy Kareem Hunt, especially when he you know demanded a trade, and um, I don't I don't think he 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 wasn't able to come to a new contract extension. I don't think right. Mm-mm. Yeah, so he demanded a trade. So I, I'm curious to see how he's going to be deployed uh, this you know in week one and, and and throughout the season because he's you know he he's one of the most valuable. I guess you can call him handcuffs in fantasy, but he has standalone value himself. So that 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 remains to be seen. But I'm I'm not overly high on that Browns offense outside just of, of a handful of people. But the next game we want to talk about though is uh, the Washington Commanders versus the Jags. Uh, that that game has a total of uh, 44. You know they surrounded they surrounded Trevor Lawrence with some you know some upgraded weapons. Uh, this offseason, and they got they got a new coach, they got a new offensive coordinator, Doug, Doug, Doug Peterson, a new head coach. So um, you know, I'm, I'm I'm curious to see like how Christian Kirk is deployed. He should be the number one. He was getting a lot of targets in the preseason when a lot when Trevor Lawrence was on the field. So um, and then they they also have Zay Jones um, and Evan Ingram. They did trade Lavisca Chenault to the Panthers. Um, so I, I guess they felt like he wasn't you know good enough. Uh, <laughs> good enough to, to 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 carve out a role there, but you know, and then and then we'll, and then Travis Etienne, Travis Etienne, he's he 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 missed all of last season with a Liz Frank injury, and you know by all by all accounts, you know he's 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 the guy right now, but you know James Robinson is cleared from any kind of pup list or anything like that, so he's going to be active week one. How much work he's going to get? remains to be seen and so that and he was going pretty late so if he if he actually gets work then that'll be you know that'll be in very very interesting to say the least but yeah i i mean i'm kind of excited to see if you know to see you know the, what the jags uh, the jags look like this year uh what, what about you and what do you think about the uh what do you think about the commanders on the other side um you know this week one for the commanders um, I think I feel confident in starting Antonio Gibson. I mean, he doesn't have to worry about I don't think he has to worry about anybody else taking his his first and second down carries, I would hope. Um you got Carson Wentz throwing the you know to uh to McLaurin F one. Uh, I feel F1, good baby. I, I, I feel good about I forgot about his chances in terms of being in your lineup and and producing for you. Outside of that. I, I mean, I don't know, man. I have, I have to wait and see. Like, you got Jahan Dotson. I know people are high on him, but I, I mean, I don't know, man. You got Carson Wentz throwing the ball. So you, you, it could be for a, a wild ride. Uh, you also got uh, Curtis Samuel, who's who's always hurt. So again, I mean, outside of outside of Gibson and and F one, I don't think I, I really feel confident in putting anybody else in, in my lineup if I have have them in my in my lineups and I mean I wouldn't suggest for anybody that's listening to, to put those ancillary pieces in their lineups unless they're in dire straits and I hope you're not before we start week one so yeah I, and I have to wait and see yeah and the, and the and the commanders they're favored by two and a half at home and so they should 
they should potentially see a positive game script. But as we know, the the home field advantage is is around three. So if they're getting half a point, if they're giving away half a point, that means Uh they they kinda like they kinda like the Jacksonville side. I think the Sharks are gonna be betting Jacksonville here. So uh, that that's just kind of one thing to think about. But they are still favored at home by at least two and a half points. So that's that's just kind of one thing to keep in mind. So, you know, Antonio Gibson starting running back. He's going to be getting some carries while Brian Robinson is is on the uh, on the shelf for the next four weeks, at least. Um, but, yeah, so, you know, we'll see. We'll see what happens with this game. So what's the next yeah. game you want to talk about? Uh, Saints versus Falcons over under 42. Um, fantasy wise, I don't think there's really too much in here. We got, uh, you know, is Michael Thomas finally healthy? I know it's been almost two years for him. Uh, his career numbers versus ATL in 10 games is 82 catches, almost 1,000 yards and three touchdowns. So he's made a living versus versus ATL, uh, versus the Dirty Birds. Um, I think you can you can put him in your in your line with confidence. Um, you, you know, you got AK-41, Mark um, you know, uh, Kamara, he he should he should be a, a, a good good to go in versus uh, Atlanta. I know he has, he plays pretty well versus them. Outside of that, uh, you got Jarvis Landry and you got Chris Olave. Two two players. You know what I mean, you got Olave that that stretches the field out. You know that's what that's what um, Jameis Winston likes to do. And then you got another person that works the intermediate areas, short and intermediate areas, and uh, Jarvis Landry. So uh, I I can start Michael Thomas in my line is perfectly fine. Um, AK 41, you can start him in your lineups. Um, the other two, um, it, you can put them in your flexes. You absolutely need to, um, if you're outside pitch, of, but you know, yeah. tweak one, so you shouldn't really be in a pinch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, unless, unless look, unless you, you drafted a lot of running backs and, and, and these two guys were, you know, some of your last receivers that you have that you, that, that went, that went off the board, then that's when, you know, you could potentially start them as a flex and see what happens and just kind of. They'd be a, they'd be dart throws at best, right? So I yeah. think that I think that'll be something that we could we could get behind potentially. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, and on the other side, Atlanta side, what what you got for that? Only the only person we want to we need to highlight is Kyle Pitts, right? That's the only person that matters on this on this Falcons offense. You don't want you don't want anything to do with the running game. You don't want anything to do with the receivers, unless it's Brian Edwards. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Come on, man. Had to, had, to, had to do it. Had to do it. But no, um, if, especially if Drake London's not playing, you don't want anything to do with the receivers. So it's just it's just Kyle Pitt season, man. It's Kyle Pitt season. You know, I know versus New Orleans last year, he only had, you know, uh, he had two, he had two catches on uh, two catches for 30, 35 yards. He didn't really have that much success against the uh, against against the Saints. And so hopefully we can see him. You know, have more have more routes and have more um, you know have more mismatches inside as opposed to outside um, because they split him out wide. I mean, he did. That's where mo- the majority of his receiving yards came from last year. But if they move him in line and have him you know running more you know um, in in breaking routes, especially in in the slot um, down the seams, he's going to be more successful and have a lot more success. Uh, you know, exploiting matchups and things of that nature. So yeah, that's that's the only person that we really really want to, that we care about <laughs> yeah about, yeah, about yeah i agree with you i don't want i don't want anything to do with this ambiguous rent, uh backfield until until shake shakes or something so yeah. speaking of a backfield that's not ambiguous the pittsburgh steelers backfield is not ambiguous uh <laughs> steelers Bengals. uh that's the next game we have on our slate 44 and a half over under 
uh, you know, Najee Harris, he was battling a list Frank sprain for the last month and nobody knew about it until he was very candid and very transparent with the media. Uh, I, I don't know, man. I, anything with the running back and list Frank concerns me. I don't, I don't, yeah, like, I don't, I don't care if it was a sprain. He said he's going to be okay. That's a concerning. And I feel like it's something that could be reoccurring uh, at some point in the season and it could lead to, a, you know, an actual, you know, a, a list Frank injury like Travis Etienne had. But yeah, I, I, I'm just, I, I think I faded Najee in all of my retraft leagues this year because of that list Frank, anything running back list Frank again, I'm not, I'm not messing with it. But I mean, he played almost every snap in the third preseason game. Um, if, Pitts, if, if Pittsburgh was worried, he wouldn't have been out there. So that I mean, that's that's maybe one thing that we can kind of you know kind of take solace with him. But I'm still still a little cautious. Still don't think still don't think he's out of the woods. But hopefully he is. You know, for for you guys that you know that drafted him, drafted him in the first round where he where he's pretty much going every draft. Um, because he's gonna see a lot of volume. That's you know he let he he was I think he was third in the NFL last year with you know his uh you know in, ter- in terms of his his volume his, his volume per game or his total volume per game or his running his running back rush share. I think he was third in the league last year. So um, he's gonna get he's gonna get a ton of touches you know no matter what. So, um, but if you guys don't feel that confident in Najee Harris, you can definitely stash his 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 handcuff and his backup Jalen Warren. If, yeah. you can, if you have a best spot available, um, if you have somebody on IR, you can put them on IR, and then you can just pick up Jalen Warren and just put them on your bench. And yeah, and if if you're not confident, if you think something's gonna that that foot's gonna flare up, Jalen Warren is just is just as capable. And you know how the Steelers deploy their running backs. One guy's gonna get a lot of the touches, vast majority of the touches. And so that's just kind of one thing to keep in mind. Um, but on, in, in terms of the you know the the rest of the Steelers uh, players. We're gonna see what we're gonna see what what time it is with Mitchell Trubisky behind that shaky offensive line. <laughs> we're gonna see what time yeah. it is. Yeah. We are going to see what time it is because you know Mitchell Trubisky is not the greatest under pressure, and but he does have some pretty damn good wide receivers to throw to. You know, we did talk. I know we talked about Deontay Johnson at the very beginning. Um, you know, with his shoulder, that you know, time will tell. But if he's out or if he misses any time or if he's limited in any capacity. In, in steps George Pickens, and he played a lot of snaps in the preseason with the starters. So he's mm-hmm. going to be on the field in two and three wide receiver sets, which means you know less less for Chase Claypool. You know his, his that the hype on him is dying down, and he's going much later in drafts. So he's going to be a little bit. He'll be he'll be in a, he'll be in a rotation. But if 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 the Steelers are deploying three wide receiver sets more often than not, then um, I, I guess it I guess it's a it's not that bad of a thing for him, but we know for sure that George Pickens is going to be a huge part of the Steelers' plans early on. I definitely agree. Uh, we're going to see a lot of hype if if Deontay's out for sure. People are going, Twitter is going to probably go into uproar if if it happens. So, uh, on the Bengals side, there's really not too much to say. You know, everybody's back. The offensive line has gotten better. Uh, you know, Joey B. and 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 his and his bandits with uh with Chase Higgins. Boyd, uh, you can even sl- slide in Hayden Hurst if you if you feeling a little a, a little frisky, uh, but everybody you can uh, start with confidence in terms of Higgins, Higgins and Chase Mixon, 
uh, Boyd, uh, you know, in your in your flex if you need to. Uh, Hayden Hurst, I would hope that you don't have Hayden Hurst as your starting tight end, but uh, start everybody else with confidence. <laughs> On to the next game, uh, the Eagles versus the Lions. I think this is going to be – I think this game is going to be a, a good game. It might be – I think it might be undersold in terms of what we could expect from both these offenses, um, you know, over under a 48-and-a-half. So Vegas is expecting a lot of points. Uh, this is the prove-it year for, for Jalen uh, Hurts, game one. Game one, prove it year. Uh, you 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 traded for for a number one, a true number one wide receiver, AJ Brown, uh, who we expect to you know do some good things with this offense. Uh, you you still got uh, Smitty, you still got Goddard, uh, and then your running game. So, just speaking of the weapons that you can confidently start in this in this matchup, you can start Jalen Hurts because he's a Konami Code type of quarterback. We saw him first half of. First half of the uh, year last year, he was basically QB one until he hurt his ankle. So yeah. uh, you can start, you can start AJ Brown, you can start Smitty, you can start Goddard, um, everybody else. I mean, I don't trust, I don't trust the ambiguous backfield of of Gainwell, Sanders, and and whatever else they got back there that they want to toy with. I don't, I, I, I need to see something shake before I even before I would recommend anybody, you know, starting Sanders. Uh, in your in your lineups, unless you absolutely have to, and even still, that'd be I mean that's shaky in my opinion. So I haven't seen any news. Has he practiced at all? Or <sighs> man, I don't know, man. Uh, it's been really quiet in terms of what's going on in that backfield. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm not. I don't know. I, I'm avoiding that backfield. I mean, you know, you know how high I am on Miles Sanders, but man, I don't. Yeah, no, I don't try. I don't trust what's going on with that. I I really don't. I really don't trust it. But um, but yeah, yeah but just I'm, to go back to him, they showed him that right. he was a full participant in practice today. So oh, okay. Yeah. Well, there you go. He's well. We'll see. We'll see how he's deployed. Um, but yeah. on the but on the Lions side, uh, you know, they but 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 both of these teams they have good offensive lines. They have really really good yeah. offensive lines. They invested highly in their offensive lines, so they're going to be running the ball quite a bit. That's you know that's part of the reason why they're expecting a lot of points in this game. Forty eight and a half is a pretty high total. You know, Jared Goff has a lot of weapons. DJ Chark, St. Brown, Swift, Hawkinson. Um, you know, and then they'll get Jamison Williams back at some point this season. But yeah, that, that Lions offense, I'm kind of excited about them. They were on hard knocks, so you you kind of saw their talent up close and personal. You know, St. Brown was keeping that tally of all those receivers that were drafted ahead of him. <laughs> and that sit down piece. <laughs> so there's there's a lot to like about the Lions this year. They're 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 a, they're a franchise that's headed in the right direction, and uh, they're they're going. And this is this is probably one of my favorite matchups of the week. One of my most anticipated uh, matchups of the week. Um, but yeah, you know, you, you you definitely want to start all these players um, at some point. I mean, DJ Chark would be a, a pretty decent flex option, especially if you can if you can get some goal balls. Uh, you know, down the field at you know, some point. Cause I, I don't know if he'll be matched up on Darius Slay at all. And my, well, I mean, I, yeah, he he may he may he may see some some Darius Slay. They, they may move him around, but they'll they're more than likely going to move Amon all over the formation. So he's yeah. probably going to avoid Darius Slay as as often as as often as he can, and he'll he'll definitely eat underneath for sure. But yeah, I, yeah. I like I like what I like the prospect of this game. I'm definitely going to have some props going. Raiders at Chargers, yeah. 
over under 52 and a half. This is a uh, revenge game for the Chargers because of what they what they had to endure at the end of 2020, uh, the end of the 2021 season with, you know, mm. you know losing to the Raiders. Uh, <laughs> they could make they could have they could have like kneeled the ball and uh, and they both made the playoffs, but the Raiders said "F you, we are going to go to the playoffs and you're going to go home." And after, like, after after what's his name called the timeout after Staley called the timeout and uh, I guess Staley called the timeout to piss them off and and, and he it subsequently pissed them off and that's what they ended up doing they ended up kicking the field goal running another play but it, it was all because of how bad the rate the the Chargers defense was. The Chargers made they made a lot of strides this offseason by you know, revamping that defense, trading for Khalil Mack, signing J.C. Jackson, re-signing Derwin James, adding adding a couple of defensive line, some defensive line help, so they can stop the run because <laughs> that was their problem yeah. last year. That's why Justin Herbert and the Chargers were throwing so much, throwing so many passes in 2021. But um, but hopefully, you know, they've they, they've improved enough to the point where. You know the, the Chargers aren't playing from behind all the time, and they're not having to, you know, air it out as often. But we—that's what we like to see, though, <laughs> from a fantasy perspective. We want to see yep. Justin Herbert throwing to Mike Williams. We want to see him throwing it to, to Keenan Allen. We want Austin Eckler out there, uh, you know, scoring touchdowns and things of that nature. So, um, but yeah, that's you know, this is this is another an, another game that's going to have a lot of a lot of shootout potential. And and anytime an AFC West team meets an AFC West team. Man, it's going to be fireworks almost on a weekly basis. So that's nope. that's going to be this is going to be a show. Yep. Auto, automatic over under at least 50, 50 plus. So yeah, when you see it, you just start all, you just start all your skill position players, man. Just don't even hesitate. If you hesitate about Mike Williams, nope, start him. Devontae, start him. Winfro, start him. Waller, start him. Like just start everybody, man. The the only part I would be kind of hesitant about is. In the on the Raiders side, do you want to start J- Josh Jacobs because of all the news? I mean, I mean, start, yeah, start him, but don't start, start, start too much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you start him, you should be a, a flex at best. But don't yeah. don't have him as one of your your top run. Don't have him as your RB one. That'll be that'll be tro- problematic. Uh, or your RB. Well, maybe maybe he can be RB, he can be your RB too. But um, but I, I'm not overly confident, Josh Jacobs, especially with the going against the an improved defensive line of the Chargers, a new healthy defensive line of the Chargers. I'm 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 probably going to find other options to start. Yeah. But it, it, it goes without, it goes without saying though. Devontae Adams, Derek uh, Derek Carr, um, you know Hunter Renfro, Darren Waller, those guys are easy. You know you can you can definitely you know just start each each of these guys. You know, this is Patrick. The over under in this game is fifty three and a half, so it's higher than the Raiders. <laughs> it's higher than the Raiders uh, Raiders Chargers game, and this is one of the, the one of the intersections that we talked about. The, the you know the, the the NFC West versus the AFC West, and so you know once when when a bunch of these teams get together, they're going to score points. They're going to score points, it, it, except if except if you're playing against the Seahawks because they're not gonna, yeah. they're not they're, they're they're less likely to hold up their end of the bargain. But you know, Mahomes. Mahomes actually apologized to fantasy owners today, saying it'll be a different guy every week because he knows that he doesn't have one guy that's head and shoulders that's head and shoulders better than than, than the rest than, than the others um, in terms of their, their wide receiver room, which you know still made which which made you know the you know the, the fifth round ADP of Juju Smith Schuster all the more baffling to me. 
because you know why would you draft a guy that high if if you if he's not going to be the number one or you know the the assumption is that he's the number one because he's the most popular name but him being the number one guy i mean that i already the writing on the wall was there that i don't think that he was he was going to be that i thought it was going to be a committee um you know we only were well a lot of the many in the fantasy community they were speculating that he was the guy because he was just the most established bet um on the team yeah. and that's usually like not as especially when he has not even been that good over the last several years that's usually not um the most optimal optimal way to look at things but um but yeah but on the other side though uh the Arizona um we're going to we're going to get our first look at you know Kyler and Hollywood Brown together since the OU days the last time they played together Hollywood had had 75 catches for 1318 yards and 10 touchdowns and as we know, uh, Kyler Murray is an elite deep ball passer. Uh, he was top five in deep ball, deep ball accuracy, uh, deep ball catchable pass rate, and number one in deep ball completion percentage. And this is one of the things that's enticing. Uh, you know, that's that's enticing for Hollywood in this offense. And so they're going to take a lot of deep shots, especially in the first first six weeks of the season when De- DeAndre Hopkins is suspended. And so, um, and then you know, Rondell Moore. Rondell Moore is going to be underrated this year. They're there's talk of him, you know, be, you know, being that gadget guy for them, you know, moving all o- moving all over the formation, maybe even taking some carries out of the backfield. You know, they 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 know they have a weapon in Rondell Moore. He went at four two nine coming out of college, so they have to use that guy in space and, and create mismatches uh, for uh, for that offense, especially while D Hop is on the is on the shelf on the shelf for the first six weeks. And Zach Ertz, I mean, he's day to day with a calf injury we don't know how you know how he's faring right now but they're going to need a lot of they're going to need a lot of uh guys to step up um in these two guys potential absence yeah yeah and then well, let's not forget about James Conner in the backfield uh it'd be interesting to see if he gets majority of the touches or they kind of split up like they did last year where they'll allow uh you know Benjamin to handle the uh, a lot of passing game work and let but Connor handle all the 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 premium touches was which is inside the the red zone and uh you know the you know converting for uh for, for first down. So the next game we're gonna talk about is the Giants and the Titans over under 43 and a half. We expect this to be an interesting game for sure because we got the Giants, they got a brand new offense. Uh how does Dave Hall uh integrate Saquon? We already seen it looks like we already seen a preview of how they're gonna uh use him, which would be how he was used as his rookie season, just kind of use him as a weapon, you know, running the ball, catching the ball, line up outside and, and doing some work. Um, in terms of the the Giants wide receiver uh, core, we have no clue because it's either people recovering from injuries, people staying hurt. Uh, you got a rookie that's about 5'8", and then you got somebody, an overpaid wide receiver that's a statue. Looks like he's a, yeah, a statue, a shell of himself. So I think this offense overall is going to be very interesting especially with, with Daniel Jones throwing the ball. So the only person, I mean, there's, and then you don't really have anybody in tight end on top of that. So Tony, you can, hopefully if he's healthy, you, you're probably going to start him and Saquon outside of that. I don't think you want any parts of this offense until you, until you see some, honestly. Um, and then on the Titan side, you got, you got, you got it led by uh, Tannehill he, I mean, he was a decent quarterback last year. We saw him flame out in the playoffs. Uh, you, but you know this how this offense is going to roll is going to roll with Derrick Henry, with with thirty rushes, <laughs> and and see what happens after that. So, 
you can start him with full confidence. Um, you can you can start Woods with confidence. And then it's going to be interesting what we see with Traylon because we kind of see him go up and down this preseason and, you know, during the course of after the draft of him, you know, struggling to, to be fit for uh, for practices and whatnot, uh, not knowing the playbook, knowing the playbook, uh, coming out in the third, fourth quarters when people expect him to be in the first and second quarter. So as long as they, they, they make an effort to get in the ball, I don't care when – I don't care how many snaps he gets. As long as – as long as he, he gets the – he he gets effectively used, and uh, then I don't think it really matters, especially early in the season. So, so speaking of somebody that is not is 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 will be getting effectively used, let's switching gears to somebody who will, will get effectively used, uh, Tyreek Hill down there in Miami. Um, you know they paid they, they paid him a lot of money this year, and he is going to be Tua's to top target. Uh, the next game is Patriots Dolphins over under forty six. Uh, yeah, that I'm excited to see this connection, and so Tua can shut the haters up. He's got two pretty damn good wide receivers mm-hmm. to throw to Tyree Tyreek Hill and uh, and Jalen Waddle. They both can you know, bl- blazing speed, blazing speed. I know Jalen Waddle's speed wasn't official or anything like that, but as you if you watch them at Alabama, if you watched them, you know, so far in the NFL, when he gets in space, he can move right. He can freaking move. And you know that's that's basically that's the that's the main thing that I'm looking forward to, and also Chase Edmonds, you know that new that new uh, that, that that new zone running scheme that uh, Mike McDaniel brought over from San Francisco. That's mm-hmm. going to be something something to behold. It's just going to be him and Raheem Mostert. They did cut Sony Michelle and uh, Miles Gaskin. I think is hurt, so it's just going to be those two. It's going to be a one-two punch. It's going to be a pretty. You, you're not really going to have much ambiguity in that backfield. Um, from a you know from a touches uh, standpoint, you kind of know who the guys are going to be. Um, but in terms of an, an ambiguous backfield, New England's backfield is mm. pretty ambiguous. If you especially if uh, Ty Montgomery makes makes a recovery from that ankle injury, which you know he's has a shot to play in Week One, and uh, that that's not going to bode well for Ramondre Stevenson, who we've all hyped, including myself, uh, all off season long. Um, and and Damian Harris, who's probably going to have some regression, uh, has have some have some uh, negative TD regression from from last year. And so, um, but but ultimately, though, the, the Patriots' offense, they've had um, they they've had they they they've looked kind of shaky this preseason. It's, and, and I don't know if it had something to do with the lack of offensive coordinator that they you know that you know they couldn't commit to or whatever the case is. Man, they you know Mac Jones hasn't looked that great. Um, he threw an egregious interception against the Raiders in the last play in the last preseason game. There's a there's there's I don't know. Uh, I'm not I'm not as optimistic in the Patriots offense as I as I once was, especially after seeing him this preseason. But hopefully that's just not a sign of things to come. And maybe those are some things that they'll they'll work out some kinks that they've worked out, and they and they'll they'll have you know all systems go uh, come week one against the Dolphins. Yeah, um, that particular offense is something outside of Damian Harris and Stevenson. You're probably not going to put in your lineups because you just need you just need stuff to shake out. There's just a lot of questions that need to be answered. Um, so I wouldn't outside of Stevenson and, and and Harris in the flex spot. If you absolutely have to, I'm not. I wouldn't tell you to start any of these wide receivers. I, I wouldn't even tell you to start Matt Jones. Hopefully, hopefully Matt Jones isn't someone you have to start in your lineup. So. Yeah, get some get some answers first before you start trying to dabble in 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 those in those waters. So, 
The next game is the Colts and Texans. Uh, there's not really too much to talk about with this one. You got, you know, you got Damian Pierce has finally, finally been told as he's the starter of the in the backfield. You got Brandon Cooks, and that's pretty much it. You, I mean, you got Nico Collins. Um, yeah, that's right. Don't disrespect Nico. <laughs> you got Nico Collins, but I don't know if you want to really, uh, if you want to really start him with any confidence. Uh, Brevin Jordan, no. Um, Davis Mills, no. Um, so I mean, that's pretty much it for the for the for the Texan side for starters, in my opinion. Uh, for the Colts, JT, 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 man. Um, I should expect a lot of JT in this matchup. Last year we saw JT uh, go for I think he averaged 150 yards and two touchdowns per game the last the two games he played against them. So I expect more of the same. We're seeing a lot of JT, uh, a lot of Michael Pittman. Michael Pittman got a better quarterback into uh, with with Matt Ryan. So we should see better, uh, you know, better efficient uh, production from from Michael Pittman for sure. Uh, outside of that, I'm not really confident in any other pass catchers in this in this uh, Colts offense until we see some shake. Uh, I don't know which tight end is going to start. Um, I don't know in terms of wide receivers. I don't, I mean, Pierce, Campbell. I mean, I don't know. So until then, JT, JT, JT. Next game, Ravens and Jets over under a 44 and a half. Uh, on the Ravens side, uh, of course, we got Lamar Jackson, Action Jackson, uh, they're going to be looking for him to be Superman, so you're definitely going to start him. J.K. Dobbins, man, um, doesn't seem like he's all the way right uh, still. You know, Jeff, who's part of the new uh, Destination Devi uh, podcast of networks, he's he's our injury guy. He uh, dropped his first pod last week, and he talked about the injury of uh, J.K. Dobbins. Um, he doesn't believe that he's going to be really fully quote unquote fully ready to go until halfway through the season. So I definitely would be hes- I wouldn't be starting him. It's definitely not this first game, just based on what Lamar said uh, earlier today on Twitter. I was getting I was I getting would- ready to say that. Like, <laughs> yeah, he's, he's he's like, oh he may he may be out there in a couple of weeks. Nah. So yeah, I was like, well, I would, yeah. So, so did, did he just in a, inadvertently like spill the beans that he's gonna be out the first couple of weeks of the season? I get I mean based <laughs> on the video he just said it so casually. So Yeah. As, like 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 it's yeah. already known or something like yeah so I would I, hopefully you didn't draft him too early um, pick up Mike Davis if you can yeah Mike Davis Mike and Davis, Kenyon Drake Kenyon Drake yeah so can't believe I'm saying that in 2022 yeah <laughs> all right I'm, just, I'm gonna take a would, shower after this because that's that's yeah disgusting. you should you should don't start J.K. Dobbins is basically what we're saying uh, yeah. of course you're gonna start Bateman. And you're going to start Andrews outside of that. There's nobody else you should be dabbling with in this offense. Um, for the Jets, you got Joe Flacco starting. He And we've already heard at least one wide receiver talk about how he just throws a friendlier ball. We saw last season that the ball, the offense moved better uh, with him when you had that veteran presence. Um, I like Elijah Moore. Uh, Elijah he, Moore to the fucking moon, baby. Yeah. To the moon. He is the number one in this offense. Um, outside of that, man, I don't know. Um, I've drafted Brees Hall. An, an inordinate amount of Elijah Moore this offseason. And <laughs> I, I couldn't love it anymore. I could not love it anymore. I have one more draft here in a little bit, and I'm going to draft him again if I can. So, <laughs> uh, yeah. 
<laughs> you got you got anything to add for the Jets? The Jets offense outside of Elijah Moore and and Brees Hall and no, Pablo Eli- Michael no. Carter. No, Elijah Moore. <laughs> it's, all, it's all that matters. That that's all that matters. That that he is he is going to be the offense in uh, in this game. It's it's Elijah Moore. Um, I I can't trust the run. I can't trust the running backs based on what we've seen this pre this off this preseason. But it's 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 Elijah Moore, and then you know we'll we'll see what happens after that. But the next game, but the next game we have, and and they have pretty good receivers in this game, but mostly on one side. Um, the Packers versus the Vikings. Uh, they usually get together at the very beginning of the season every year. Um, the over under is forty seven, so that means Vegas thinks there's going to be a lot of a lot of points scored. Um, on the pack first on the Packers side, you know there's been a lot of offseason chatter about the receiving room who's going to be the number one who's going to who's going to get all those vacated targets we always hear that term thrown around a lot right somebody has to get the targets right that's that's what we always hear and people are automatically assuming it's going to be alan lazard but you know aaron Rodgers has been on you know despite you know instilling confidence you know showing confidence in alan lazard He's been on record of saying that AJ Dillon and Aaron Jones are going to be on the field together a lot, and we need our best eleven on the field. He wouldn't. Aaron Rodgers wouldn't be wouldn't be having to say that if he had a trusted number one wide receiver, right? I mean, but like he he knows he knows that receiving room. Now Devontae Adams was great, but he knows that receiving room is not up, is is not up to par. It, it, it's not up to par. So um, you know, there's there's a, there's a lot. Um, you know, in that receiving room that needs to, you know, a lot of potential that needs to be realized. You know, Alan Lazard has never been good. Um, even even with even without Devontae Adams in the lineup, he's only averaging less than five targets a game. I think he finished 80th in efficiency last year. So you can, you certainly can't trust him as a number one. Um, they brought in Sammy Watkins. He can't be relied upon because he's been injured over the last you know several years. But the funny thing is that you know a, an injured Sammy Watkins has outproduced Alan Lazard over the last three years. You know, if if you look at their, you know, he has more has more yards and has more catches. The only thing that Sammy Watkins does not have more of is touchdowns. But he's he's basically outproduced him in almost every receiving category. And then they drafted Christian Watson um, at, in the second round at, at North Dakota State, and Aaron Rodgers was was you know you know marveled at him. You know, over uh, I think I think a, a couple of days ago, saying, "Man, this number nine, He was on the Pat McAfee show, and he just he just kind of raved about him, saying, "Man, this number nine, when he got out here for the first time in practice, he was running out there like a gazelle and things that I don't know if you heard that, but uh, yeah, he he had a lot of thi- a lot of good things to say about Christian Watson. So maybe maybe that's one of those things that you know, maybe you know Christian Watson could be a thing towards the end of the season, but the the guy that stole all the headlines <laughs> this this offseason and in this preseason with Romeo Dubs. He he played his way onto the field and I think he's gonna get a lot of playing time right out the gate. And, you know, Aaron, obviously Aaron Rodgers had had a lot of good things to say about him as well. So he's just building up the he's just building up all these guys because he knows he know he knows it's a committee. But you know, we'll, <laughs> we'll see we'll see we'll see who emerges. We'll see who emerges. Um, that 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 that's one thing that I I because we're not really worried about Jones and Dylan. We know they're going to get theirs, but the the real thing is just to see what's going to happen with this receiving core. Yeah, Viking side. I mean, we already know what we already know. Uh, they brought in uh, you know the vibes. McConnell. Yeah, we already brought in McConnell from uh, from the Rams. 
he he's running a more open offense from from what he said. And so, you know, Cousins, you know, he's going to be airing the ball out to to Thielen, Jefferson. Uh, we're hearing talks about uh, Osborne emerging as a, a actual viable number three option. We got Irv Smith that's recovering from a thumb injury. They've been hyping him up, and then you got you know you got uh, Dalvin Cook. So. I think you can st- you can start Dalvin, you can start Jefferson, you can start Thielen, you can if you if you have to you can you can start Osborne. I don't know yet. I think you would want to wait. And then Irv Smith, you probably want to you can start him. Um, but if you ha- if you don't have to, you know, I would wait on that uh, too. But definitely start the main the main the main culprits in this offense for sure. The next game, the Sunday night game. Bucks versus Cowboys, over 50 and a half. So they're expecting a lot of points in this one. Uh, I dubbed this the battle of depleted offensive lines uh, because from 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 this time last year, these offensive lines were were a little bit more stacked than what they are now. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the Buccaneers have lost, what, three of them? Uh, one, to, one to retirement, one left, one uh, to – Season ending injury. I think another one. Actually, they might be missing four from from the starting lineup from last year. But um, and then the Cowboys, same thing. You're missing uh, uh, Lyle Collins left. Uh, Connor uh, Williams left. He was sucked anyway. Uh, Tyron Smith <laughs> is hurt. So Mr. Uh, young holding call. Yeah. So these offensive lines are going to be you know put to the test in this Sunday night uh, game for sure. Uh, we know Tampa Bay led the league in, in total pass attempts the last two years. Basically, since Brady's been there, they've led the league in passing. So yeah. I think that should be more the same. Uh, the Buccaneer wide receivers, we know Mike Mike Evans is going to be out there. Um, you can start him. Uh, Julio, we saw Julio today. He switched that to that number six, and I I I got nostalgia. I was like, oh shoot, we got <laughs> we got Alabama, we got Alabama Julio in the mix. Oh man, <laughs> so oh. So, boy. Uh, I know boys are hyped up. I think this week one you can start him just based because I don't I don't expect Godwin to be out there. I wouldn't hold my breath on that. You never know with, with Tampa Bay how they how they do things over there. So uh, if we don't see Godwin, I could definitely see Julio uh, being in the mix. And then also you got Russell Gage. He hasn't we haven't seen him all preseason because he's been hurt basically. So I would be hesitant to starting him. Um, and, you, you know you got Lenny Fournette. You can start him with, with with confidence. That's a that's a potentially top top five again running back. Uh, but they they made mention that they want to cut back a little bit and give give the rookie uh, White some some touches in the backfield. So he is listed uh, as a number two. He, he is, is listed as a number two. So yep. yeah, that's the Buck side, man. What you got for the Cowboys? Oh man, yeah. Again, like the the offensive line is 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 terrible. Um, you know the the, the Tyron Smith. The Tyron Smith injury was was a, it was a huge blow. Uh, did they did they officially sign Jason Peters yet? Yeah, they did. He was okay, out there practicing with them. It, it feels like he was in like the building for like a fucking week. And yeah, <laughs> like he was he was he was in there forever. So, but yeah, but no, um, you know that's that's the biggest that's the biggest concern. Um, Dak's gonna probably have to air it out a little bit more to keep up with Tampa Bay, just like he did last year. So I think that's gonna be the game plan again. You know, they probably won't be able to run the balls, you know, that that effectively. And, you know, the on that note, I mean, the Cowboys, can they finally feature start featuring their best players? Like CeeDee Lamb is the is the undisputed number one there now. 
can they can they scheme him open? Can they scheme plays for him? Can they feature him? Because you know this season he should walk in to 150 targets. Like he should he should easily like he could he should sleepwalk to 150 targets. And if he doesn't, that's a problem. If he yeah. doesn't, it's either he got injured or the you know the offensive coordinator is 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 incompetent. And or CD Lamb is not that guy. That's or maybe also or maybe he's not that guy. Let I mean we can yeah. we can we can consider that as well. But I, I'm 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 betting on the I'm I'm betting on the former of of <laughs> us being incompetent because we've shown to be incompetent um over the last several years when it comes to featuring guys. But yeah, you know that's you know that's the number one thing that I'm looking looking at. Like who's going to emerge, and also who's going to emerge as the second wide receiver behind CD Lamb. Yeah, I know Dalton Schultz. He's he's his role is pretty secure as a tight end. But can we can we rely on any any of these other guys? Noah Brown very inconsistent. Jalen Tolbert has had a, a lackluster preseason, and then we also have the injury to James Washington, so he's going to be out for you know, at least the first four weeks of the season. And then any of the, any of the other guys after that, I don't I don't know like what, what to expect. <laughs> yeah, so. uh, Pollard. They keep talking about they can deploy him. I, I have to. I want to see it because they can keep talking about it. You you want to see it. If they do, then you potentially got to smash R, RB RB two in in the middle of your draft. So we'll see. Yeah, yeah. But the final game we have though, uh, switching gears to the final game. Russell Wilson returns to Seattle for Monday Night Football. Broncos Seahawks over under 44 and a half. Um, and that's the biggest storyline, honestly, like of this game is Russell Wilson returning home. Now he has, you know, he, he, he has weapons. He still has weapons, right? He still has, uh, you know, weapons to throw to. He's got, he's got Cortland Sutton. He's got Jerry Judy. He's got Albert O. Javante Williams and Melvin Gordon in the backfield. So that offense is basically tailor made uh, for him. And they're going to run the offense, you know, in his basically in, in his vision. Um, so, you know, Broncos country. Let's ride. Start everybody, man. Start Russ. Start Judy. Start Sutton. Start Albert O. Start Javante. Uh, you can even if you want to get a little spicy, you can start Melvin. Um, I don't expect I don't expect too much stopping from the Seattle side in terms of um the Seattle side of the ball, it's, it's going to be tough, man. Um, the Broncos defense, I think they allowed the ninth fewest fantasy points to the wide receivers. We already seen Patrick Sertain, his rookie season. You, you, we've already seen he's already almost Pro Bowl level already as a as a corner. Uh, mm-hmm. That secondary, the secondary is, is tops in the league, top five in the league. So, um, and then the pass rush against that that weak offensive line. Good luck, man. In terms of in, in terms of Geno trying to move, get the ball moved to um, to Lockett or DK Metcalf, um, I would I would be very scared to start to start any of those guys outside of DK. Even DK would be kind of shaky, but I'm not sure if I, I could trust both of them uh, to do something. So um, just be wary. Hopefully, you don't have to depend on any guy from the Seattle side uh, to to bring you in for a win if that's the case. Yeah, exactly. And I think that is every that's every team I think we hit, right? Yeah, that's 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 all the that's all the week one matchups, man. There's a lot of, <laughs> there's a there's a lot of exciting storylines uh for sure uh, across, you know, across all these games. I'm looking forward to seeing a lot of these games, the Eagles, the Eagles Lions, I'm excited to see Raiders Chargers, uh Chiefs versus uh, Chiefs versus Cardinals. 
you know, the, obviously the Bills Rams tomorrow night. So it's, it's going to be fun. It's going to be a fun week one. Very exciting week one. We usually have a lot of points to start the season off um, yep. because it's just everybody just eager to eager to eager to get out there and ball and eager to put out their best performances. So you're going to see a lot of likely, you know, week one eruptions and you're going to see a lot of unlikely week one eruptions. But yeah, yep. Uh, yep. hopefully, uh, you know, after we you know, we play a lot of these props, we're, we're a little bit richer after afterwards. <laughs> yeah, that's true. And speaking of props, I know we usually do prize picks during the season. Uh, we'll give you some of our plays. We're going to put we're going to post these first week post uh, these first week props on our on our official Twitter page on Friday. So, you know, just be ready to, to see some of those plays that we're looking to, to play this weekend uh, before we get up out of here. You have a bold prediction for week one. Um, Timmy Watkins, top five wide receiver in week one. Ooh. Week one, week one, Sammy Watkins is gonna is gonna return with a vengeance. As you remember, he had the infamous week one against the um against the Jags when he was a member of the Chiefs. And he ripped it up for I think 198 yards and a couple of touchdowns. And then he didn't do anything else after that <laughs> the remainder of the year. <laughs> he sure did. I think, I think his next I think his next touchdown came in the AFC championship game. And so that kind of tells you, hey, he wasn't he didn't do a, he didn't do a bunch of anything um the remainder of the year. And so, but yeah, I, I like I like um I like Sammy Watkins to be a top five wide receiver in uh, Okay. Yeah. Okay. So my bold prediction is that Gabe Davis is a is a uh is going to be the top scoring wide receiver for week one. Um Oh, okay. I, I just, I just want to just, just go ahead and get spicy, man. I'm, I'm on the Gabe tra- Davis train, so I want, I want to see one of these. Uh, I want to see him repeat this four touchdown, uh, out, out, output that he did the Chiefs. I want to see him do it again. So that is my bold prediction. Gabe Davis is the number one wide receiver for Week One. So he's gonna get, he's gonna get after it uh, again uh, this yeah, year. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. He, he gonna get the, he gonna get the ball rolling very quickly. So. Let's let's see what happens. Okay. All right. So you know, this is the end of episode the week one uh, of uh, the 2022 season with Off the Line Fantasy Football Podcast. Season you know, two wanted, premiere. Yes. Yeah, yes. Yes. We wanted to go through each matchup, highlighting players that you might have on your fantasy teams, and you know, just wanted to talk about talk about each one of those. We're gonna. I know this is a little bit different than we did this past season, but we'll get back to the regular schedule program next week. I, do you got anything else before we get up out of here? No. Um, yeah, this is, um, you know, again, the season premiere. It's going to be a very, very exciting uh, 2022 season. Looking forward to, you know, all the all the twists and turns that are ahead with all these uh, all these players. Um, if you guys have any more drafts between now and before uh, tomorrow, um, before tomorrow night, good luck. Um, if you've already drafted all your teams, uh, make sure you're making all the right start sit decisions. And yeah, you know, you're, you know, you know, good luck to each and every one of you. This is going to be a very fun season, a uh, very fun season. Uh, make sure you tap into the Destination Debbie uh, squad, all the content we're putting out. Tap into the newsletter. Uh, we put a lot of work into that. Um, it comes out every Friday morning at 7 1 a.m. Very, it's free, 100% free. Uh, you know, follow, you know, follow all the, all the, all the dope content we have. Follow the official Twitter handle at Off the Line FF. Follow me at Justin underscore Echo Nine. Follow Gene at Fantasy Jeans. Gene, got anything else? I do. So I don't want to forget. We we're we're gonna be doing a waiver wire specific show on t- uh, that's gonna be dropping Tuesday mornings with Eric. 
who's part of the America's Game podcast that we have that drops on every Saturday. So watch out for the very specific waiver wire show that we drop every Tuesday morning. Instead of us talking about waiver wires on here, we'll be really talking about waiver wires on there for Dynasty and Redraft Leagues. So on that note, we'll holla at y'all. we talk to y'all next week. Y'all be safe. Continue drafting if you're drafting. Otherwise, get your lineups ready for week one, man. Y'all be safe. Peace out. <laughs>